Welcome to the heartbeat of Chicago, the show where the talk is as real as it gets. This is Chi Town 2K24, your late night sanctuary for unfiltered, uncut conversations. I'm Charlie Mack, here to keep it 100 with you. And I'm Royalty, bringing a dose of truth with a touch of class. We're about to dive deep into the stories and voices that make this city what it is. So kick back, relax, and get ready for a journey into the soul of Chi Town 2K24. From the streets to the suites, we're covering it all. Men being men, women adding wisdom, and every perspective in between. Let's get this started. Chi Town 2K24. Welcome back to Chi Town 2K24. I'm Royalty, and today we're diving into the latest happenings in our vibrant city since our last broadcast on January 9th. It's been a whirlwind of events and changes shaping the narrative of our beloved Chicago. We start with a focus on the new laws that have come into effect in Illinois. It's a mix of measures, from an indoor vape ban to new provisions for paid time off and even regulations on doxing. These laws are set to impact various aspects of our daily lives, reflecting the evolving social and cultural landscape of our state. In the political sphere, the national scene echoes through Chicago's streets. With Donald Trump's ballot bans likely heading to the Supreme Court, the 14th Amendment is back in the spotlight. This pivotal piece of legislation could redefine the political landscape, and its implications reach far beyond the borders of Illinois. Our city continues to grapple with its ongoing migrant crisis, a reflection of broader national and global challenges, the struggle to balance humanitarian responsibility with practical governance is a theme we see repeatedly in Chicago's narrative. And of course, Chicago remains a city of vibrant protests and events, from calls for action against global issues like the situation in Gaza to local concerns. Our streets are alive with the voices of the people, each seeking to make their mark and advocate for change. These demonstrations, while a vital part of our democratic process, also remind us of the importance of staying informed and engaged in the issues that shape our world. So stay tuned as we unpack these topics and more. It's a journey through the heart of Chicago, exploring the stories that define us and the challenges we face together as a community. Emory University's King Week 2024 is making waves with its focus on community All building right. and service. It's not just a celebration, but a powerful engagement with the community. They're hosting a variety of events, including a discussion with Valerie Babb about her book on LeBron James. It's a great way to honor the legacy of Martin Luther King Jr. and promote active community involvement. Speaking of community support, Bank of America's new initiative is a game changer. Their community affordable loan solution offers zero down payment mortgages to first time home buyers in black and Hispanic Latino neighborhoods. It's a significant step towards closing the home ownership gap. It's such an important move, Charlie. Home ownership is a key pathway to building wealth, and this program could really help level the playing field for many families. Initiatives like these can make a real difference in our communities. Let's see if the other bank will follow. And on the cultural front, the Oxford Dictionary of African American English is something to watch out for. With Henry Louis Gates Jr. at the helm, it's set to be a comprehensive resource documenting the linguistic contributions of black Americans. That's a monumental project. It's not just about words. It's about capturing the essence of African American history and culture through language. This dictionary will be a testament to the rich and diverse contributions of black Americans to the English language.
These stories really highlight the positive strides being made in the African-American community. From educational initiatives to economic empowerment and cultural recognition, it's a reminder of the ongoing contributions and resilience that, of the community. It's about celebrating these achievements and continuing to support such initiatives that bring about meaningful change. Welcome to the sports segment of Chi-Town 2K24. Royalty, Chicago Bulls fans are buzzing with excitement over the recent Ring of Honor ceremony. The inductees are the legends of the game. Charlie, we're talking about a stellar lineup. Phil Jackson, Michael Jordan, Scottie Pippen, Dennis Rodman, Tony Kukoc, Artis Gilmore, Johnny Red Kerr, Jerry Krause, Bob Love, and of course the team that delivered the 72-10 championship season. That 72-10 season was historic. It wasn't just about the wins. It was a display of skill, teamwork, and sheer dominance. And think about the impact of these individuals. Phil Jackson's coaching, the Zen master, brought a unique philosophy to the game. His leadership was key to the Bulls' success. Then you have Michael Jordan, the greatest of all time. His talent, competitiveness, and will to win were just on another level. He wasn't just a player. He was a global icon who put the NBA on the map. I Scottie Pippen, the ultimate sidekick to Jordan. His versatility and defensive prowess were instrumental to the Bulls' championship runs. He was the perfect complement to Jordan's playing style. Don't forget Dennis Rodman, the worm. His rebounding defense and, let's say, colorful personality added a unique dynamic to the team. Tony Kukoc brought that international flair, a versatile forward who could shoot, pass, and had a high basketball IQ. He was a crucial piece in the Bulls' second three-peat. And the front office legends like Jerry Krause. Sure, he had his controversies, but his role in assembling these championship teams was undeniable. Say, Chicago's love for the Bulls during their championship run was just electric. The city was united and the excitement was palpable. Every game felt like an event, not just a sports match. The impact of those Bulls teams went beyond basketball. They were a cultural phenomenon, inspiring a generation of athletes and fans, not just in Chicago, but around the world. So, congratulations to all the inductees. They've etched their names in the annals of sports history and their legacy will continue to inspire. That's right, royalty. They set a benchmark for greatness that still resonates today. Chicago and the world of basketball will always remember and celebrate their incredible achievements. Royalty, let's address the elephant in the room. The reaction to Jerry Krause's induction into the Chicago Bulls Ring of Honor. His name was met with booze, which must have been tough on his wife, who was there to honor his legacy. It was a difficult moment, Charlie. Jerry Krause, despite the controversy surrounding him, was instrumental in building those championship-winning Bulls teams. Yes, he had his issues with the team and the players, but his contributions can't be ignored. That's true, royalty. Krause's tenure as a Bulls executive was complex. He was a key architect of the Bulls dynasty, but his relationships with players and coaching staff, including Phil Jackson and Michael Jordan, were often strained. And let's not forget, Charlie, he's no longer with us. Booing his induction not only disrespects his memory, but also his family, especially his wife, who was present there to represent him. Exactly. 
While it's understandable that fans have mixed feelings about crowds due to the team's dynamics during those years, we should remember the human side of these situations. His wife, attending in his stead, deserved respect and empathy. Celebrating someone's legacy should transcend past conflicts, especially when they've passed away. It's about honoring their contributions and remembering the good they did. Krauss brought six championships to Chicago, and that's a fact. It's a lesson in grace and respect, royalty. Acknowledging someone's contributions while being mindful of their loved ones is crucial. We should strive to remember the positive impact Krauss had on the Bulls, regardless of the controversies. Agreed, Charlie. It's about celebrating the history of the Bulls and respecting those who helped shape it, including Jerry Krause. His legacy is a significant part of Chicago sports history. Let's talk Chicago politics. It's fascinating that African-Americans, Latinos, and Asians hold 32 seats in the 50-ward city council. <laughs> but it's the 18 wards run by white aldermen that often control major city decisions, like licenses and building regulations. That's right, Charlie. It's not just about who's in the council, but also about who holds the power. Key positions and decision-making roles often seem to be influenced by these white aldermen. And there's another angle. The longevity of African-American aldermen in office. Many have been criticized for maintaining a status quo, not bringing significant change for their constituents. True, it raises questions about political monopoly and the need for fresh perspectives. But let's not forget the voter demographics. Older voters significantly influence these elections. In the 2019 election, voters over 55 made up more than half the electorate. And similar trends were observed in more recent elections. Exactly, royalty. And that brings us to the crux of the issue, youth involvement. The youngest voter group, those aged 18, 24, have the lowest turnout, making up just a small percentage of the electorate. This lack of young voter participation means their interests might not be adequately represented. It's a cycle, Charlie. Young people feel disengaged because their interests aren't prioritized, but by not participating, they also diminish their influence. We need to find ways to encourage youth involvement in politics, especially in issues that directly affect them. Absolutely. Discussing funding and support for youth-centric programs is essential. The city needs to invest in its future, and that means focusing on what young people need and want. This dialogue is crucial for change. We need to understand the dynamics at play and actively work towards inclusive and representative governance. Royalty, we've talked about the problems, but what about solutions? How do we engage young people in Chicago's political scene? It's all about accessibility and relevance, Charlie. First, we need to educate young people about the political process and its impact on their lives. Schools and community organizations should host workshops and seminars on civic education. Right, and let's utilize technology. Social media campaigns and digital platforms can be powerful tools to reach young voters. They can be used to disseminate information about elections, issues, and candidates in a format that resonates with them. Absolutely, and what about mentorship programs? 
Connecting young people with experienced political leaders or activists can provide them with guidance, insight, and a pathway to Mentorship becoming more involved. Mentorship is key. Also, we should encourage young people to take on leadership roles in local issues, whether it's organizing community events, participating in local boards or councils, or even running for office. Active involvement can make a real difference. And let's not forget about addressing the issues that matter to them, be it climate change, education, job opportunities, or social justice. Addressing these topics can increase young people's interest in participating in the political process. Collaboration is also important. Schools, universities, and political institutions should collaborate to create platforms where young people can voice their opinions and contribute to policymaking. Finally, Charlie, voting accessibility is crucial. Making the voting process easier and more accessible for young people, like online voting or more polling locations in youth-centric areas, can boost their participation. These are actionable steps, Royalty. It's about empowering young people, giving them the tools and platforms they need, and most importantly, listening to them. Well said, Charlie. The future of Chicago's political landscape depends on the active participation of its youth. Let's work together to make that happen. Royalty, let's dive into the world of indie filmmaking in Chicago. With the rise of platforms like Tubi, there's a great opportunity for local creatives to showcase their work. Absolutely, Charlie. Chicago has a rich history in the independent film movement. From the early 20th century race film firms to iconic movies like Ferris Bueller's Day Off and the Blues Brothers, the city has always been a hub for creative storytelling. And there's a lot of support for filmmakers here. Organizations like Chicago Independent Producers Lab, supported by Full Spectrum Features and the Chicago Department of Cultural Affairs and Special Events, DCAs, offer workshops and mentorship opportunities for aspiring producers. It's about building a community that supports diverse and innovative storytelling. That's a crucial point, Charlie. These programs focus on amplifying marginalized voices and helping filmmakers address systemic injustice through their work. They offer a platform for stories that might not find a home in traditional Hollywood. Let's also talk about the economic impact. The Illinois film industry with Chicago at its heart is a significant player. It's not just about the art. It's about creating jobs and supporting local communities. Right, and for aspiring filmmakers in Chicago, there's a wealth of resources available. The Chicago Made TV Plus Film Career Guide, for instance, offers a starting point with information on various roles in the industry, from costuming to production. So, here's our call to action for Chicagoans. Let's leverage these resources. If you're a filmmaker, or even if you're just starting out, explore these programs. Connect with the community. There's a world of opportunity waiting for you. And remember, it's about collaboration. Let's work together to make Chicago a powerhouse of independent film and TV production. Let's tell our stories and make our mark on the world stage. Okay, Charlie, are you ready for the letter? Dear Charlie Mack and Royalty, I'm writing to you because I'm caught in a situation that's left me both confused and frustrated. My name is Keith, and a few weeks ago, I took this woman, Linda, out on a date. I thought it went well. Dinner at a nice restaurant, conversation flowed, and I footed the bill for the whole evening, which I was happy to do. However, things took a turn later that night. After dinner, I was expecting we might get more into May, but Linda wasn't having any of it. She made it clear that just because I paid for dinner, it didn't mean she owed me anything more. 
This left me feeling a bit, you said, and wondering about the whole dating game. Here's what's bothering me. Why do some women think that their time or themselves are more valuable than a man's? I mean, I paid for everything, showed her a good time, and yet she seemed to think this didn't warrant any sort of reciprocation. I'm not saying she owed me anything physical necessarily, but a little appreciation would have been nice. I can't help but feel that there's this expectation on men to provide and pay, but then what do we get in return? It's like there's this unspoken rule that a woman's company is the prize, but isn't dating supposed to be mutual? Am I wrong for feeling this way? I'd love to hear your thoughts on this and maybe get some perspective from your listeners too. Sincerely, Keith in Chicago. Wow, Keith's letter certainly brings up some complex issues about dating expectations and gender roles. Let's unpack this and see what insights we can offer. Charlie, what's your take on Keith's situation? Keith's letter hits on a classic dating debate. The expectation that the man pays and then the implied obligation for the woman to reciprocate. It's an outdated notion, don't you think? Well, Charlie, it's not that simple. Yes, expecting physical reciprocation for a dinner is outdated and wrong. But let's not ignore the societal norms that often dictate these dating rituals. It's about the underlying dynamics, not just who pays the bill. But that's the point, isn't it? Keith feels like he's putting in effort and money, yet he's left feeling undervalued. It's as if the act of paying somehow puts him at a disadvantage. I hear you, Charlie, but let's flip this. Women have been dealing with expectations and judgments on dates for ages. If Linda didn't feel comfortable getting more intimate, that's her right. A date isn't a transaction. She doesn't owe him anything just because he paid. Agreed, no one owes anyone anything. But isn't there a bigger picture here? Keith is questioning why the expectation is often on the man to pay. Isn't that an aspect of gender inequality too? True, but it's also about understanding and respecting boundaries. Keith's expectation of something in return, even if it's just appreciation, assumes that his paying for dinner added some extra value to the date. True, but it's also about understanding and respecting boundaries. Keith's expectation of something in return, even if it's just appreciation, assumes that his paying for dinner added some extra value to the date. Of course, gratitude is important. But there's a fine line between expecting gratitude and feeling entitled to more. This is where communication comes into play. Dating shouldn't be a silent tally of who owes what to whom. That's a valid point. Maybe the real issue here is communication and setting expectations before the date even happens. Absolutely. It's about mutual respect and understanding, not transactional interactions. Each person's feelings and boundaries should be respected, regardless of who pays the bill. Well said, royalty. It's clear that this is a complex issue with no one-size-fits-all answer. Listeners, what do you think? Send us a message and give us your on Keith and Linda's situation. As we bring episode 4 of Chi-Town 2K24 to a close, we've ventured through an array of topics that reflect the dynamic spirit of our city. From the profound impact of recent events, in the African-American community to the powerful discussions about Chicago politics. It's been a journey of deep insights and meaningful conversations. Indeed, Charlie. We've delved into the complexities of relationships, the evolving landscape of Chicago's political arena, and celebrated the vibrancy of our local entertainment and sports scenes. 
Each story, each discussion has brought us closer to the heart of what makes Chicago so unique. And let's not forget the incredible dialogue we had about the rising opportunities in independent filmmaking and how it's shaping the narratives of our city. It's a testament to the creativity and resilience that flows through Chicago's veins. Absolutely, Charlie. Each episode is a reminder of how interconnected our lives are and the importance of staying informed and engaged. So to our listeners, thank you for joining us on this journey. Your thoughts, your voices, they're what makes Chi-Town 2K24 so special. Before we sign off, we've got a special treat for you. Introducing the talented princess with her debut song, Broken Apologies, a track from the upcoming web series, Torn Between Two. This song encapsulates the essence of the series, the emotional turmoil, and the beauty of finding one's path amidst life's crossroads. A Broken Apologies is more than just a song. It's an expression of deep emotion, a melody that resonates with anyone who's ever faced the complexities of love and choice. So stay tuned and let Princess's soulful voice take you on a journey. That's all from us at Chi-Town 2K24 for tonight. Keep listening, keep engaging, and until next time, stay safe and stay inspired. And now here's Princess with Broken Apologies. Enjoy. I walk upon the stairs, shine a dress, in the ashes of honor, I'm lost. Keisha Lisa, leads in my plea, for the pain I caused, I'm lost. Change my course for your love. I'll find.
for tonight's episode of Chi-Town 2K24. Thanks for joining us in this no-holds-barred conversation. It's been real, it's been raw, and it's been all about Chicago. Don't forget to follow us on all social platforms. Until next time, keep it classy and stay safe out there.